Good afternoon and good evening, guys. Welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Discord Team List Tuesday. I am here with Scotty, Nick, and Scoop. How are we doing, boys? Scotty, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. Survived the carnage. So, yeah, no, feeling good about this week. How are you doing? Doing well? Yeah, mate. I am looking forward to this team list. It's uh, a little bit spicy, a little bit interesting, and I reckon it's going to make fantasy all the more interesting for the run home. How are you doing, Scoop? Yeah, I'm not too bad. A little under the weather, but I can talk, so I'm here. Um, yeah, I've mostly avoided the carnage too, but there certainly is an interesting team list, particularly for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm heading. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And how you doing, Nick? Yeah, not bad. I brought in Lewis last week, and now he's already out of the team, so I've been hit hard. Ooh, tough. All right, guys. Well, first of all, before we get into it, what are our predictions for tomorrow night? Scotty, who's going to win? Man of the match. And... Yeah, just go that one. Don't worry about score. Uh, I think New South Wales by four. Um, and I think... Uh, I think Isaiah Yo, man of the match. Yep, cool. Scoop. Yeah, I was going to say something similar. As a Queensland fan, I still reckon New South are going to come over the top, despite it being at Suncorp. Um, man of the match, I was going to say Mario Yo, so pretty similar. Yep. What about you, Nick? Uh, New South Wales by eight and Tedesco, uh, MVP. Nice. I'm going Queensland by one and Val Holmes for MVP. So. <laughs> Just for something a bit different. All right, so get into the teams. And speaking of Valentine's home, Cowboys team against the Sharks. Valentine's home is not named with Hammerside Tabuli Fido in the centres, along with Brendan Elliott on the wing for Murray Tolani. Uh, Tom Dean is named to back up, though that may change. Uh, and that's evident by the way the Cowboys have structured their bench. Uh, Tanua Brown starts in the front row with McLean out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Lemuelu is named in the second row, though I have some doubts as whether to, whether that will happen. Uh, on the bench, we have Leilua, Hampton, and Neem. A couple of those guys in the reserves might push their way in, especially with the way, depending on how Origin goes. As for the Sharks, uh, Sharks are pretty much as per last week, except with T. Wilton named in the second row with Britton Nakora out. Nakora uh, is... Suspended? Suspended. Suspended. Suspended one match. That's right. Um, so Nakora's out suspended. Oh. Whoever decided to put ads on uh, on the NRL app, God, it's annoying trying to do both at the same time. And we've got uh, the other one is Talakai is named in the reserves. He is every chance of coming back into the team as well. Uh, and that could see some changes. All right. Um, guys, quick touch on some of the Cowboys players. Now, um, Scoop, it might have been you a couple of weeks ago. I can't, can't remember. But I think you talked about Scotty Drinkwater as being a bit of a pod over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. That, um, do, you, do you agree with that? Uh, I was talking him up a while ago, 
probably for that round 13 through Origin. But he has been really impressing. Oh, what has he scored? Round 13 onwards, he scored 68, 61, 50, 54. Don't know if he's a pickup because he's a little bit risky when you're looking to your, your final team as your uh, final few trades to absolute top guns. But if you've held him, he sort of is looking to move into that um, third winger fullback gun type, Garrick type player if, you, if you've brought him in. So I would say you don't need to go as hard for a wing fullback gun at the moment if, you're, if you've if you got drink water. Yep. Now, in terms of the Cowboys, there's um, a few old names that we're going to throw up every time. Um, so probably we won't touch on them as much like your Reese Robson and Jason Tomalolo. Uh, Reese Robson's shaping to be a, a top three hooker for this year and Tomalolo still has a relatively low price. I think he's low 600s and could do quite well. Um, I just want to talk about the Cowboys bench quickly, Scotty. I don't think that the Cowboys bench stays like that. I don't think Hampton, they have Hampton and Granville on there. I think there's every chance that Hampton moves into the six and Dearden uh, has a rest. Um, backing up after his first origin, I think, and I have my doubts that Lemuelu starts in the second row. I, I'd be surprised if Leilua doesn't start in the second row. Um, and that might bring one of those reserves onto the bench as well. It, would you agree with that, Scotty? Yeah, mate, I think so. I think Leilu was really good off the bench um, two weeks ago. So, you know, he might be that impact player now just off the bench. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Lemu starts, to be fair. Because um, I, th- I, I guess Leilu is still working his way into the system up there and yeah. Um, yeah, and Depends if he starts, really. If he's coming off the bench, he might back up. But if he starts at six, I don't think he'll be backing up at all. No, that, that's um, my prediction as well. Uh, as yeah. for... There's no one else there that I really want to talk about too much. Um, probably better off focusing on some of the guys in the shark side. Um, Blake Braley is still basically playing as an 80-minute hooker, although Cameron McInnes at any stage could spell him, but still basically playing as an 80-minute hooker. Uh, What are we doing with Cameron McInnes at the moment? So he got a 50 50 last week, Nick, but he's on the bench and, and we're seeing that Finucane is affecting some of his minutes. What are you thinking, Nick? Yeah, I think he's just a just a hold, unless you can like use him to get like a DC or something. But I don't think he's someone you cash out because he could definitely be a keeper. But depends on your team and how many trades you left. He could be a sell if you wanted, but I think you'll average forty-five to fifty for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's very possible. Hey, Paulie, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. What do you think about um, McInnes at the moment? Yeah, he's a hold if you own him, but he's not a buy. So you just you're just hoping that he'll keep ticking along and maybe things fall his way minutes wise. But yeah, if you don't have him already, you, there's a better options out there. Yeah. Um, Scotty, would you be captaining Nico this week? Um, I don't really like the whole COVID thing, um, captaining someone after COVID. I think it can really affect them 
um, the following week as well. Obviously, Cleary's out. I know a lot of people will look to Captain Nico, um, and the Cowboys will be a little bit depleted. So, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you to not captain him, but personally, I'm not going to captain him this week. Yeah. And a few people picked up Kennedy last week, um, possibly in their carters. They may have to play Kennedy. Wouldn't be necessarily doing it. Uh, one person that has had a couple of good scores back-to-back scoop is Jesse Ramian, uh, the mud runner. Love the mud. Yeah. Uh, Hattrick last week really um, blew the cobwebs out and got some got some points. I think Cookie was talking with him about a couple of weeks ago, but he finally came yeah. came good. Um, it's just a question to, if he has a place in your team this late in the season. If you've got Aitken and Burton, he sort of feels like a backup. Like you could sell like a Penasini to him, but it's a difficult position to buy for at the moment center, unless you're buying in one of those top guns. Ramin might be, but he's a lot riskier than just going one of the safer options. Yep. Yep. All right, I don't really see too much else there in the Cowboys or the Sharks side to talk about this week. I think it'll be a few more things over the coming weeks when guys like Connor make their way back into the team. All right, so moving on to Eels and Warriors game on Friday as well. Uh, the Eels, they welcome back Junior Paolo into the front row and that pushes near Coro back to the lock and Makatoa onto the interchange. Jake Arthur joins the interchange, replacing Tom Opacek, Um and Nathan Brown drops out of the side altogether. As for the Warriors, uh, Kosi is named on the wing. Chanel Harris-Tavita is in the six, with Reese Walsh returning from COVID protocols in the one jersey. Uh, Tohu is named at prop, with Tavanga named in 13. We have uh, Freddie Lussick, Afoa, Penne, and Murchie on the interchange. Um, all right, so let's start with let's start with Para once again. Ryan Madison is missing from this team. Um, it's been a tricky one for people that own Ryan Madison, uh, Paulie. They've had now it's now three weeks that they've missed out on Madison. Unfortunately, they just got to kind of sit there and hold, don't they? It's going to be really tough to hold him this week. Um, he's a lot of carnage. More players will be ruled out between now and the kickoff of the various games. You've got 800 plus sitting on your bench. You don't know he'll be back the week after. Ribs are a notoriously difficult injury to play through. Um, this is a this is a case by case. This is definitely a case by case sort of. Uh, thing because if you're well positioned you might be able to hold Madison or if you're just stuck with very minimal trades you might be forced to hold him because you don't want to use a last trade on a guy who will be useful for you eventually but yeah, yeah it's just it, it's this week we're going to see a lot more movement I think between the if you're playing overall so yeah it's a big week yeah. you can get 17 not just fit players but players that are expected to do well um, this round and on, on the back of Ryan Madison being out, Scotty, that kind of makes someone like Papa Lee um, definitely a bit more relevant, especially now he's back in the second row. Um, people that don't own Papa Lee, is this their last sort of chance to get on him? 
Um, I don't own him. Um, I wish I did last week because he's the best captaincy option. But look, he's still got a break even at 67. He's look. I know the Warriors are pretty a pretty crap side, but I, I think the Warriors will be up for this. I I still don't think Para have been playing that well. I think Para have been pretty crap to be fair. Um. But in saying that, I do think IPAP will get 65-plus this week, and it's scaring me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's sort of bottomed out. And he's below his starting price, so it doesn't really matter. You're all about getting keepers now, so yeah. get him in. Exactly. Um, Nick, a, couple, a few people picked up Mitch Moses for that round 17 buy. Is he someone that people should should keep? Or if, if you've got the trades, is he someone you try and look to upgrade to a, a DCE at this stage if you haven't already got DCE? Oh, not after that last week. He's he's shown that he can get that really huge score. But if you got like another 30 or 40, then yeah, if you had the cash and the trades, you could move up to DCE. But he's shown us what he can do and could continue the form against a weak Warriors. Yep. And, Scoot, um, I know a few people who are in Will Panasini, they're basically trying to decide whether to give him one more week or not after being disappointed with him last week. What are your thoughts on Will Panasini, Scoot? Yeah, I think it's a good time to sell. I mean, 17 and 19, I think those worries when the Eels left left side was finally filled that Penasini back on the right side would hurt him. It didn't initially, but I think it really is now, 17 and 19 in a row. I don't think you can hold, especially in a trade-heavy week like round 18 where you're looking to move on guys as stepping stones for guns. I think he's a really good sell this week. Yep, yep. nice. Um, the other one there, Paulie, that people kind of picked up, and I, I think it might be... It was a really interesting conversation that I was having with Scotty. So, Scotty, you can jump in on this as well. Um, is Reed Marnie. Now, Reed Marnie just – did he end up getting – did he end up updating to 50 or did he stay just below it? 47, mate. So, he got a 47. Now, Scotty, you had some ideas about keeping Marnie for the rest of the year. I'll get yeah. to them in a second. Paulie, where do you sit on – Reed money is he someone that you want to try and upgrade to a cook ideally, or or would you be looking to sit? He's a, he's a target to upgrade because we get those four extra trades. Like without those four trades, you can't you can't move on a guy like money. So this year it's going to be interesting because he's definitely a guy that for hundred k or so you could turn into like I like I look at Harry Grant because I already own Cook. I feel like that's pretty affordable to go Marnie to Grant. You know, I know it's a little bit sideways, but still upgrade. So, so I think I think with those four extra trades, you can you can make you can have a bit of a luxury trade, shall we say? But it is a luxury trade to get rid of a guy that still yep. puts up good numbers like Marnie. Yeah. Now, Paul, you, um, Scotty, sorry, you're kind of the other way, aren't you? You're kind of on the hold boat. Yeah, well, I actually captain Reed last last week, which was which was actually the right option. Like he bombed that try, he would have gone to sixty with that try, and then he had twenty three demerits. Um, look, I know, like he he, he could have got a seventy seventy five, so which is really annoying for, for me. But um, look, like even Harry Grant's getting forties. Like 
Like, I know he's been a little bit injured and he's had a few off games, but, like, the, unless you're going to go Reed to Cook, which is fair enough, I, I don't really see any point in actually trading Reed. I think he's a really good backup hooker. He's still going to get you 45 to 50. He'd be really good on your interchange. Um, so, yeah, I really don't see any point in, in trading him out at the moment, especially against the Warriors. He could go over for a trial or two this week. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And, Nick, um, did you end up bringing in Sean Lane the other week? Oh, no, I didn't. But he had two good weeks after that. But then last week he only got a 38. But he yeah. could have gotten a 50 if that um try at the start was called. So he's still being quite good each week. But I think it's too late for him. Yep, cool. All right, let's jump over to the Warriors side. Now... Sean Johnson had a really good game um, last last start in New Zealand in their homecoming game. Um, probably, like, he could be someone at the back end of the season that you could gamble on if you're that way inclined, but you'd want to see another decent score out of him before even before jumping on him. Um, I think the main thing for us to talk about with the Warriors is around Tohu and Ewan Aitken and Josh Curran and Jazz Tavunga. Um Scoop, do you think Tohu being named at prop makes any difference to his fantasy scoring? I think... Well, he's just going to play in the middle wherever he's named pretty much, I'd say. It's just as problem if he gets enough minutes, I guess, at prop. I think he probably will be all right, but I wouldn't expect a monster score this week. Yeah. Um, and then there's Ewan Aitken. Now, Ewan Aitken last week, there was last time around for round 16, there was talk about him playing in the centres. Uh, ended up playing in the second row. Um. Paulie, that scares me, just just even the fact that the Warriors are now talking about him playing in the centres in terms of owning Aitken. As much as he's the top two centre option this year, just as soon as they start yeah. talking about him playing in the centres, it makes me a bit nervous. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I feel like it's all going to be good for him, uh, to be honest. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too nervous about it right this moment, to be honest. Just um, yeah. second row... I feel like Murchie on the bench probably take uh, Curran's role there. I don't think he's going to take Aitken's role. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Nice. All right. Um, anyone else there, Scotty, that you see in the either side, the Parramatta or the Warriors team that you want to have a chat about? No, nah, mate, I don't think so. Actually, I actually think the Tohu Jazz will switch. I think that's a bit of a smoke screen, to be honest. I, 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 don't, think, I think Jazz will start prop. I don't think it matters, yeah. is, is, is I think the biggest thing. I don't. They both do the same sort of role. They just play through the middle. Mm. It's not going to matter that yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so moving on to... Roosters and Dragons. Tedesco is named to back up with Joey Manu still in the sixth jersey. Um, Lindsay Collins also named to back up. Verrill's at nine. Uh, Radley at lock. Warrior Hargraves at 17. 
and Matt Lodge is in the reserves, so he could make a move into the side. And as for the Dragons, Cody Ramsey is still there at fullback, doing what owners were hoping for him to do some good stuff during the game last week. Uh, Moga is named on the wing with Michele Ravalawa out uh, injured again. Uh, ben Hunt named to start at seven. DeBellin is at 13 with Tarek Sims out suspended. And Aaron Woods joins the bench. And Jaden Sullivan moves back to the reserves. All right, so let's start with the Roosters' side. Now, the biggest talking point is Joey Manu. Um, Scoop, Joey Manu is looking pretty enticing in that six jersey. Yeah, he. As long as he's moved somewhere other than centre, he's he's a gun. It's just a question of how long Kiri's going to be out. If Kiri's going to be moved out for the year, retired, or be back next week, you you just don't know until it happens. Uh it's over seven hundred k. It's sort of hard to buy him with that uncertainty hanging around. But if you have him, man, you're loving life because fourteen tackle. 14 tackle breaks in round 16, and he just put on a clinic. He tries to do everything himself, which is really good from a fantasy perspective. And, yeah, 67 was a good score. Um, Scotty, do you have any any inside info yet on what's, what the go is there with Kiri? Because you've normally got a scoop or two. No, nah, mate, I honestly don't know. I really want to find out because I actually want to bring Manu in. That's my big debate this week, but... I was also reading an article today um, and Tedesco said in this run home, they're going to be trying to get Joey Manu involved as much as possible. So I don't know whether that's going to be him playing second phase play from, uh, I don't know, as a centre role or if he's going to be taking scoots out of dummy half in attack. Like I, I think he's just going to be really involved in this last eight weeks. So... so- on yes. top of that, another thing I heard Tedesco say is that Joey Manu is the long-term 5-8 for the Roosters. Yeah, well, that's right. I, like, I don't know, like, if they move... See, it's really tough. Kiri's just, like, they look so much better with Manu at six and, and Walker controlling the side. Um, I was talking about it on NRL 360 today, and they, they love Manu at six, so... You know, they've got a real big problem here, the Roosters, because they look such a better side with Manu at six, but then they've got Kiri in the background who may or may not be back. Like, yeah. look, it's a real flip yeah, of the Kiri, coin. Kiri at his best. Kiri at his best is is, is origin calibre. So, Oh, 100%. But, you know, he's getting a bit older now, I think. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a real flip of the coin. Like, you, you take a risk in getting him this week, but if Kiri's not back next week then Manu's probably going to get four weeks' worth of scores at 5'8", as a normal centre does. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, it's, oh, oh, yeah, I might flip a coin for this one because I need a wing fullback. What do, and, what do you think, Paulie? You know. What do you think about Joey Manu? Well, I wish I wish that I didn't just get Pappenhausen because I would have been getting Manu this week. But now I'm a little bit overloaded in that position. So it's going to be tricky for me uh, to get him in. But I think if I if, if I was in like Scott's position, I'd be getting him 10 times out of 10. 
What about you, Nick? Where do you sit on Joey Manu? Yeah, I got Manu, so I'm riding high on him. I think I'm going to captain him this week, but because I think he's going to go really well. But um, I I don't know if you bring him in with the Kiri news, but he's definitely going to average really well if he stays at five eight. Just a warning for you there, Nick, as someone who's previously captained Joey Manu in past seasons, <laughs> you can get burnt sometimes. It does happen. <laughs> it hurts a lot. Um, guys, I've seen some people talking about moving on Angus Crichton. Now, to me, this kind of seems like a bit of craziness to move on someone like Angus Crichton. Um, Scotty, is there any reason that you can see to move on Angus Crichton? Mate, he got a, he got a, what, a 37 against the Panthers. He got Sinbin and... Um, and a penalty against him, so he would have been up to 44. And then you add the extra 10 minutes onto that, which he probably gets a 50. So, yeah, look, it's just stupidity, to be fair. I wouldn't even bother bringing it up. He's a keeper for sure. Sweet. All right. Um, No one else there I can see, particularly in that Roosters side to start with. We'll jump over to the Dragons. Now, People that picked up Cody Ramsey, uh, I'd be saying that now's probably the right time to jump off. Um, would you agree with that, Scoot? Yeah, he sort of falls into the Ezra Man bracket of you can sell this week, but it doesn't really hurt to wait another week. Given that it's round 18, though, and it's yeah. sort of trade-happy, trade-heavy rounds, Mostly this week and to a more limited extent, round 19, when Origin is fully behind us, you can do it then. But he's a good trade-out this week if you have a good stepping stone to a gun. Yeah, nice. And, Paulie, where does someone like Ben Hunt sit in that half merry-go-round that, that we have at the yeah, moment? It's a good half, but at the moment, there's probably fewer ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, probably just watching at the moment, just keep an eye on him. Yep, Nice. Now, all right, Jack Byrne, Scotty. We've had two weeks of Jack Byrne doing reasonably well. We've talked him down a little bit, but what are your thoughts on Jack Byrne at the moment? Credit to Greggy, mate. He brought him in last week and copped the 260 scores. Um, Who's he up? He's up against... Chupanua this week, I think. Um, so can't miss a tackle. Can't miss a tackle. Um, look, you, you watch the games and you, you see Jack Bird. He's starting to work really well with Moses Suli. That inside ball and Moses Suli comes in and he gets a try assist for him. It looks like it yep. looks really good. Um, and Jack Bird hasn't been missing as many tackles the last couple of weeks. So it looks like um, you know that injury has finally gone away and he's. He's at 100%. And, look, credit, credit to Greggy, mate. He, like, I don't know if it was worth a trade out of Aitken for him, but, um, look, he, he banked 150K and, and away he went. Great. Yeah, look, he's probably – if you don't have Aitken and Burton, which I do, which is good, I think Bird's probably your next best consistent centre option, to be honest, yep. other than Manu probably. Yeah. That was what I was about to add. I was about to add that. And Jack Bird at the moment with that DPP edge centre, uh, currently priced at 545k. So 
definitely one to consider after back-to-back 60s. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it inside the rooster side. Jump um, and dragon side. Yeah, that's pretty much it on both of those. Um, going to jump to the Seagulls-Knights game. Now, uh, Ruben Garrick has been named after some reported injuries and bits and pieces the other week, so he should be good to go. We've got uh, Daly Cherry Evans is named to back up. Kepi and Sipley are the starting prop. Uh, Davey is still in the second row. Um, with Alloway in in the reserves. Uh, for the Knights, Dan Gagai is named to back up after Bradman Best, who has had an absolute horrid run with injuries, is out again, injured. Amazing. Um, Braley is named to start in the nine. Um, Safidi is named on the interchange to back up, and Brody Jones and Sami Solo are on the interchange with Randall dropping out completely and Max Matt Croker dropping out and Leo Thompson dropping out of the side. All right. So first up, I want to talk about um I want to talk about Ruben Garrick. I think he's gonna be do people upgrade him? Do people sit on him? What do you think? in terms of Ruben Garrick? Uh, that's a fair question. I'm very loath to sell good performance, so I might work yeah. out. Well, for Greggy, Scotty just brought up the Aiken to Bird, but we're still only two weeks into that trade, so you know, this week yeah. it could all switch again. So, yeah, I'll probably, even though I wouldn't have Garrick in my top tier wing fullbacks, I'm probably... Loath to sell him right now to see what happens. Mainly play the Knights. It's a good matchup for Garrick. Playing really good football. There's no reason why he can't get another 65, 70. Yeah, exactly. And, um, Scoop, do you kind of sit in a similar sort of position in that in terms of Garrick? Yeah, I mean, he's had that week off. I think he should be right. And he's been scoring really well up until that one. Um, low score. It was a little bit. Uh, oh no, sorry. It's a bit like the opposite of McInnes. Who was who else I going to compare to? Yeah, it's a bit like Angus Crichton, where a bunch of things went wrong, but otherwise he should be good to go. Yeah, Scotty. Does Manly's draw for the rest of the year have any impact on on what we do with someone like Ruben Garrick? No, absolutely, mate. I'd be keeping Garrick. I think Garrick's going to be one of the top performers. To be fair. Um, mate, their their draws one of is one of the best in the comp. I can see a lot of points. Um, I think manly players you want to keep. To be fair, any manly player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and does that particularly does that also ring true for someone like Cooler holding on to Cooler? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd keep Cooler. Um. Like I said last week or the week before, they're starting to use Olakawatu as a decoy runner because he attracts two defenders. So it opens up 
cooler a lot more. DCE starting to work with cooler a lot more instead of just using Ola. So I really yep. like Ola, uh, Ola and cooler. I think both of them are going to go nuts this week, yep. to be fair. Yep, I like it too. And you spoke of Daily Cherry Evans. Now, I think I think this is a week to buy Daily Cherry Evans, and I think if you own him, this is a week to captain him. Because one of two things are going to happen. And, and Scotty, you can back me up on this. If New South Wales win, the media is going to absolutely hammer Cherry Evans. And we know in the past, on the back of a loss to New South Wales, Jerry Evans gets a little bit excited and feels like he has to prove a point, and he blitzes it. Yeah, mate. My C is currently on daily Cherry Evans. I've had him for a little while now. Last time this happened and they lost the series, he got 120, I think. Um, so. Yeah. I think he's a and, really, really good shout this week. Newy, Newy, dead weight at the moment. It, so they're terrible. And the other side of it is that if Queensland win, it'll be on the back of Dale Cherry Evans playing really well. So he's going to come into the game playing well and high on confidence. So either way, I don't see any world where it's not a good idea. If you've got Cherry Evans to captain him, this would be a good week to be buying Cherry Evans. I think. Yeah, that would be where I'd be looking at for Cherry Evans, for owners and, and non-owners at the moment. Um, I agree with you, Tim. He's, he's running at Milford this week, so yeah. far out. Good yeah. luck to him. Um, now, you spoke about Ola Kawatu there before, Scotty. Um, Nick, where do you sit on someone like Ola Kawatu? I know a few people picked him up earlier in the year. Um, with that, with Cherry Evans kind of working him over, especially this week up against up against Newcastle. Is Ola Kawato someone you might be considering getting into your team? I think there's a lot of better, safer options at the moment with all the Origin guys who will be coming back this week or next. And with him running decoys, he may not run the ball as much, but I still think he can definitely average 50 or 55 for the rest of the year. Cool, cool. Um We've said it before to kind of keep an eye on Josh Schuster, but it's starting to look like he might be actually stuck in that interchange position for the moment. So maybe maybe don't get your hopes up, up about Schuster. Um, let's move over to the night side. Now, Scoop, this is normally coming out of origin. Caelan Ponga doesn't have to protect himself anymore. Um, this is normally when we start to see Caelan Ponga ramp it up and start to go back to being a quality player. Um, do you think we need to see more from Ponga before we even start considering him as a buy? Yeah, I definitely think you do. Um, I put him in a similar bracket to Dewey. Very similar price. You want to see a week of what's going to happen before you jump on. I personally think Dewey's going to be a little bit better because we know that at 5'8", he can go nuts. But Ponga, in the past, has been a gun there, a gun at wing fullback. Yeah. And if he starts going well, he could be a nice cheap buy. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, a couple of others, obviously, we'll get into. But uh, first one I want to really talk about is Jaden Braley. Now... He's back in the starting side. Um, there's no bench, really no bench hooker. Um, 
Scotty, is he going to play the 80 minutes? No, I don't think so. I'm on Paulie's side. I think he plays 70 minutes and man goes into dummy half for a little bit. Yeah. And the biggest thing, like we know that Bradley can be a really good option for people. He can be a really high scorer, but he's still over 700k. It There's still opportunity for him to drop some cash and maybe look at him in a couple of weeks. No, nah, not Sorry? not this year. Not this year. Maybe this next year. year. Yeah, I'd be looking at well, him. Better might get a good price for next year. Yeah. Yep. All right. And I had David Clever as my captain last week. Would have got 70-72 if it wasn't for that last-minute brain fade thanks to Luttrell. <sighs> um, but, yeah, Clever... Clement looks like a really good option for, for owners. Uh, hopefully that'll go well. Um, and the other one for owners that I thought was a really good pickup was Mitch Barnett last week. Um, Paulie, Mitch Barnett owners, are they are they lucky or is this something that, that could continue for a bit? Not back yet. Uh, Scotty. Um, I think they got a little bit lucky last week. I, don't, I honestly don't think Souths are a very good defensive side. Um, they had a couple of players. Well, they had a fair few players missing, to be fair. So um, I think it was a bit of luck. Um, I think you'll be back down to 45, 50 this week. But, you know, if you... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be getting any Knights players in, to be fair. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, Um Scoop or Nick, is there anyone else there in either of those two teams, the Manly or the Newcastle side you want to talk about? I'm surprised Randall's uh, gone. Like, sorry, mate? I'm surprised Randall's out. I know a couple people who still have him for some reason, but he's been playing all year and then second game back for Jaden Bailey and he's out of the side, which is rough for those owners, but I did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate for them, but I think it's about time that you sold Randall anyway. So if you're a Randall owner, it's a sell yeah, time anyway, uh, unfortunately. Um, Scoop, anything for you? Uh, not really anything relevant for now, but full credit to those that held Ed- Edric Glee through that lows because he's made 150k the last two weeks with those crazy try scorings, and you're pretty happy if you have him still. Yeah, I forgot baby. to mention you in that, Scotty. Yeah, baby. Yeah, your man, Edric Lee. <laughs> good job, mate. How bloody good. And he's got a minus one break even this week. So, you know, make minus some more one. cash, baby. Get me to 500k. To be fair, to be fair, he could score a minus one this week. <laughs> well, that's. I think. I think this is. I think this is the game where he will. I think this will be an absolute I, last. This. This is. It could be one of those things that you go. Now might be a really good time to jump off him. You can wait. Afford to wait one more week. Obviously. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of going lead Manu this week. So yeah, yeah. I'm just not sure. Just not sure. Yeah, I, I can see that as a very, very safe move. Mm, mm. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to the Titans Broncos game. So Titans have possibly named what's what may be nearly their best team all year. With Brimson at fullback, uh, they've got Fafita, Sosefo, Sosefo Fafita on the wing. They've got Corey Thompson and Philip Sami. Corey Thompson's on the other wing. Philip Sami's in the centres. 
They've named Tanner Boyd at six. Now, Tanner Boyd was the Queensland under-16, Queensland under-18, and Australian schoolboys 5'8 uh, coming through, and he played alongside Dave Fafita at high school. So it could be something there. Uh, you've got Aaron Booth named in the nine, which surprising that it's taken this long. Dave Fafita is named in the second row. Tino Fasormala-Ali is named to back up as well. Aaron Clark is in the 14 with Jolliffe S.A.S.A. Uh, and Turner. Now, I don't see the Titans running out with Clark and Turner. I think that might be a change there. Um, so expect some possible ch- a possible change on that bench. Then we go over to Brisbane. We've got Niu at fullback, Hoyter on the wing. Um, Ezra's still at six. Keenan Palacia is in at prop. Ryan James is still at prop. Hosking is at prop. He's in the second row. Kobe Hetherington's still at lock. On the bench, they've still got Reese Kennedy. Tyson Gamble's still there. Jake Turpin comes in for Corey Pay. And we've got Brennan Piakura, uh, Corey Jensen, as as well as Corey Oates and Patrick Carrigan as players that could come into that side. All right. Let's start with the Titans. Um, Scoop, you, have you got any interest in any of the Titans, really? Um, I missed Sosefo Fafita being named on the wing for some reason because I just wasn't expecting it. There's a couple of really interesting cash downs. I don't know how many minutes Booth will get. I feel like now that they've brought him in, they've making a statement and making change so it, he should get a fair chunk, maybe get Aaron Clark's role. Could be great cash down for around 18, double trade to a gun. I want to know what to go with Marzu is because it seems like they don't want to play him, the Titans, because they've got a bunch of outs and they're still picking other people over him. But that so, said... So ma- the problem with Marzu is Marzu has hands for feet. Or has feet for hands, whichever way you want to look at it. He... he Great at breaking tackles, but he struggles to hold on to the ball, and it and he gives up the ball in in really really crap positions. So that's that's his biggest issue. Um, so Sefo Fafita has been doing well at, at Queensland Cup level. He's got a fantasy scoring of thirty four average. Uh, he's played eight games, got seven tries. Averaging about 110 metres per game, so. Yeah, as a cash down, he looks pretty good this week. Um, There's a few this week, a couple that we didn't expect to play a second game um, after round 17. So, just like Hoskins. Exactly. So, it's interesting. It's hard to know which one to pick uh, and how long they'll stay there. But, yeah, both, both... Booth and Sosefo Fafita, really interesting looks as a second trade for a cash down and a gun. Yeah. And, um, Paulie, I was talking about it with Scotty Scotty earlier about David Fafita. Yeah. Where do you sit on someone like David Fafita at the moment, especially now he's back in the starting side? Yeah, he's still low down on my list, to be honest. He'll have to have a couple of good rounds before I start 
Scotty, do you know what his break even is at the moment? No, it's in the 70s, mate. Yeah, in the 70s, right. So yeah. you could definitely afford to, definitely one you can afford to wait, wait a week on, if not two or three. Currently priced at 661. Like, he could get down to that 600k price. At 600k, he'd get, he'd get pretty tempting. I reckon he brains it this week, to be fair. I think he's got a point to prove. I think he'll get close to that break even, to be fair. Yeah, that's possible. All right. Um, what's what's Tanner Boyd currently priced at? Just out of curiosity. No, Tim. No, just out of curiosity. No. Two seventy-five. So you could look at him as a cash down, but I wouldn't be expecting any more than thirty from him as a score. So it could be a possible cash down if you're really, really interested. Um. Going over to the Broncos team. Uh, Scoop, you touched on this before about the Broncos kind of having guys that we weren't expecting to get extra games, particularly Zach Hosking. Now, Zach got a 50-odd last week. Um, There's not really anyone that's going to push him out of the side this week, so he should get a second run. Would you be putting, if you own Zach, would you be putting Zach into your 17 this week? I think so. There's no, there's no cape. Well, Carrigan's named in the reserves, but he's not really second row. I don't. Th- I think Zach Hosking should be safe. He's what up to about two fifty, two sixty. I think he's good to put in your seventeen. Fifty five in eighty minutes. He looked, he looked like he really wanted to get through a lot of work, trying to emulate the man he was replacing, Capewell. Yep. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, Scotty, I picked up. Palacia last week. Um, do you think he holds his spot in the starting side with with guys like Jensen and Carrigan and Piakura possibly coming back into the team? Or oh yeah, this this week he holds his spot hundred percent. I think I think he'll definitely start. He got good minutes too. So um, yeah, he looked good. Looked really good. Um, good. Good work to those who picked him up. Four break even. If he gets another fifty, he makes another fifty k for your happy days. So, um, yeah, look, yep. nice little pickup late in this uh, in late in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Paulie, a few people we talked about a little bit before about possibly this could be a week that you could look to to sell Ezra Mam. I know Scotty was originally looking to do Mam to Volkman, but Volkman's not there. Where do you sit, Paulie, on someone like Ezra Mann? Do you sell him? Do you hold him? Yeah, I was just, just analysing the numbers. 44 predicted this week. That's a pretty good number in a difficult round to, to then sell. I feel like it might be might not be a good sell, but, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? 40, 44 is a good prediction. Yep, cool. All right. Uh, anything else there, guys? Where did Tyson Gamble play last week? Was it Locke? Yeah, Locke, and uh, then came into the halves for me yeah. when he got when he got HIA or injured. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, nothing else there really either side. All right. Um, going to the Tigers and Penrith game. Now, this game is made a little bit more interesting based on the fact that Penrith have rested all of their origin players. Um, and Tigers have decided to destroy their entire team. Apparently, moving uh, Jackson Hastings into the 13 is a good idea. Apparently, giving Luke Brooks back the keys at halfback is a good idea. James Roberts, once again, returns in the centres. Offerhand Gowie's been moved from his 13 position that he was doing quite well to prop. Uh, Luke Garner's been shifted to the bench with with Matamua joining the second row. Uh, Paul, Paul is on the bench. Uh, Tamo's on the bench with Seafarth. Uh, in the reserves, he could be one that could come into the side. As for Penrith, so we have Robert Jennings in the centres, Charlie Staines on the wing, Kurt Falls at 5'8", Sean O'Sullivan at halfback. We've got Mitch Kenny at dummy half. We have Chris Smith in the second row. We have Eisenhuth at lock, Sonny Luke in the 14. Uh, and Sunia Tura. Turuva, I'm sorry there for butchering that name, is the 18th man, might find a way into the team, but I have my doubts. All right, uh, Paulie, what do we do with this? Any Anyone worth looking at in the Tigers team at the moment, Paulie? Yeah, so there is, and I'm sure the other guys will mention these guys as well, but, you know, we've got um, some of your more expensive Players, we've already mentioned Jaffa and Gary a number of times. I don't think anyone's too game to pick him up, but he's certainly been doing very well. Adam Dewey's now playing in the halves. I think Scotty will probably talk more about Adam Dewey. And then you've got the cheapies, Neil Polo, Farmoon and Brown, and Justin Matamua, who are all getting lots of game time, and they're going to make you some quick cash, even if they're not necessarily guys you want in your 1-17. to 17. Um so there's potentials there if you've got enough trades or you're looking to cash down. Yeah, I think the West Tigers, it's a risk-reward situation, but I think there's some there's something to look at at least. So, Paulie, who would you be cashing? Which, out of Polo and Matamua, which one would you cash down to at the moment? Yeah, I think is the guy because of his highest scores in the New South Wales Cup for fantasy. And to be fair to Polo, I don't feel like those New South Wales Cup Stats are, are kept to the degree of NRL. So I think some of the stats that he's making now, he's playing in the NRL, um, you know, to be seeing these higher scores by him, I guess, than what yep. we saw playing this last cup. So it's a little bit of a misnomer, but Manu has put up some decent numbers in this last cup. And it's just going to depend on whether Kamali's being told to play the guys that are going to be around next year or not, you know, because if, Garner and Tuolangi just share the other week. You know, Matt Miller gets it's on 65. Right? You know, he's going to get, you'd think he'd get a good 40 or so. And at 220, yeah. we couldn't have the sin bin. He's still at 220, see? But without that, yeah, that's what I mean. He would have been higher than that. So I think Polo would have been great if you got him last week. I know a few people did. But I think now you've probably got to save 100K and get Matt Miller. 
yeah, that's that's where I'm, what I'm thinking as well. Um, Scotty, Paulie's kind of giving you a bit of an intro there to talk about Adam Dewey. Tell me about Adam Dewey at the moment, because I look at this and go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Dewey at the moment with so much change in this team. Oh no, I'd, I'd be touching him all over. I'd be touching every body part of his. I think, oh mate, he's a gun at six. I'm telling you, like he's unreal. Like I had him, oh, I think I had him not last year, the year before. I think when he didn't do his knee. Mate, he's he's a freak at six. Um, he's going to be putting those bombs up. He's got the goal kicking. You know, I think that he just he's just going to be a really good number six. I, I think, especially wing fullbacks, they're hard to come by. He could he could dead set not be as good as Hines, but he could go down that that path of the way he scores. Um, you know, I wouldn't get him in this week. His break even's pretty high. So he's currently um, but, priced at 513k as well. Mm, gets another fifty, he loses another twenty twenty odd K. So, you know, he's he's Yeah, Paul. There's, there's a chance Ezra Mam and Adam Dewey end up almost the same price after this win. Yeah. I'd sw- I'd swap them for sure. What imagine being able to go Ezra Mam to Adam Dewey. That's not a bad move. Hundred percent he's good. He's going to be unreal backup as well if you're looking for a backup half and wing fullback. So he's got that dual position, which is really handy. And that unusual dual position of half and wing fullback, which is even yeah. better. So, yeah, I think, yeah, man, to Dewey next week would be really nice. See how he goes this week. Um, but, yeah, I think he scored 38 and 55 minutes with not many attacking stats at six when he came on. Uh, two weeks ago, so yeah, um, the points are there for him. Gets a lot of kick meters as well, so yeah, I like him. Nice. I actually really like that trade, Scotty, that you just said then about going ma'am um, and Paulie. You guys just said about going ma'am to to Dewey. I think that's a really really smart smart upgrade next for next week. Could be the trade. You only have to outscore him if ma'am outscores Dewey by a couple of points this round. They'd be even in price. So. It's almost the trade of the round. And we all know, we all know Dewey's got that ceiling of 100 as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. The Panthers, even guys out, it's a tough matchup. So, you hope, you're not getting him this week. You're hoping he just eases into it. Yep. And uh, he becomes under 500K and then you, you pounce. And Mam on the other side's got a great matchup against the Titans, but he won't get many easier. So, you're hoping one more week out of Mam and then so on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, as for the rest of the Tigers side, um, I know a few people that jumped on New Brown. They, yeah, as you you talked about New Brown before, Paulie, they should be relatively happy with that at the moment. And he's someone that you could you could cash down, you could hold. He's making cash. It's, Neither here nor there. Could also trade him straight to Adam Dewey as well next week. Nearly two. Um, as for Penrith, now, Scoop, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the idea that Penrith would be resting guys. Um, it's it's happened. There's no clearing, so 
He can't captain Cleary this week. There's no no Toto for people who picked him up. Um, there's no Yo. Um, it brings us back to Taylor May and Targo to talk about again. I feel like we talk about them every week. Yeah, they're the guys who you want to get rid of, but never sure if it's the right time. Especially, I think, um, Tungla recently. I think he's got like a couple of 50s in a row. Yeah. Uh, what did he get? Round 16. Oh, no, it was just the, it was just the 60 in round 16. So it's, it makes it a little bit harder to move him on this week. Uh, I feel like those guys are the type of guys you could move on for Dewey as well, but not this week. Yeah. Um, Scotty, where does someone like uh, Dylan Dylan Edwards fit into that wing fullback? He's had a good run of scores recently. Uh, I just think he's below that top tier, mate. So I think he's in yeah. that second tier level. So, yeah, I wouldn't be getting him in for 630K, I think he is. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. a no from me. 100%. All right. Um Nick, is there anyone else in the Penrith or the Tigers side that you want to talk about? Nah. Sweet. All right, let's move to the let's move to the Storm game. And we've got Pappenhausen is named at fullback after copping a knee in the back and doing some sort of damage to his finger. Uh Karen Munster is named to return at six. Harry Grant is at nine. Kafusi returns from America in the second row. And Wishart is in 14. And Brandon Smith is out for three weeks. Uh, Chris Lewis, everybody's favourite cheapy last week, is back to the reserves. Um, and we jump over to the Raiders side with Xavier Savage keeping the fullback spot, especially now that Nickel Klockstad is returning home to New Zealand. Uh, we've got Jack White and Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Tarpany, who still continues to go well. Hudson Young. Ryan Sutton in the 13. Now, this one was a late switch with Sutton moving to the 13 last uh, round 16. And Adam Elliott moving back to the bench. Um, Adam Elliott still scored reasonably well. But it was a bit of a shock. And Schiller is on the interchange as well. All right, so Melbourne side. Does anyone here own Pappenhausen? No. Thank you. I do. Yeah, I jumped on. How are you guys feeling at the moment being a Pappenhausen owner? Well, it's a good it's a good matchup, I think, this week. I feel confident he'll have a good game. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, I he's break even. I needed him. Like I'm bringing him in in round seventeen for the score of fifty. Right? Yeah. So, um, but no, I don't think anyone could have seen the storm having these back to back poor performances. It's very unlike Bellamy and the storm. Yeah, it feels like this is the time when Melbourne are just going to go no more of those sort of performances. And you feel sorry for the teams that they're up yeah, against. It's going to be a score. It, 
Yep. Ken pretty... Munster's, Munster's the guy this week, though. I think he'll be the one that really brains it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He could be, especially if Queensland win, you know he's going to come back on a bit of a high and, and be pretty keen to to show everybody what he can do. Um, it also makes someone like Harry Grant pretty interesting this week. Um, I think we talked about it earlier, Paulie, about picking up Harry Grant. Um, would this be the week you pick up Harry Grant? Um, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah. I just want to see what happens out of Origin. Um, but definitely Grant's on my radar, uh, probably with the last four trades that we get after round 20, just someone to give my yep. give my team a bit of punch at the end. He'll be he'll be out of him and Murray and a couple of others. I think get a couple of players out of those. That yep. top. Um. Scotty, I know people who picked up Jerome Hughes, uh, they picked him up for that round 17 buy. Uh, that's been and gone. Munster's name to back up from Origin. And so do owners of Hughes, do they look to maybe, is he one that they could look to maybe upgrade if you didn't own a Cherry Evans uh, or something like that? Or, or is he going to score well enough that it probably doesn't matter a bit like that? Reed Marnie sort of situation. It's yeah, I'm I'm not a real big fan of Hughes. Like the the thing with Hughes last year is people don't remember. Well, they they seem to forget is it's an outlier year. The rules were just so like were just teed up for him. The game was so much faster. Um, it's it's obviously slowed down this year a lot. Um, so. I really don't like Hughes this year. I don't like the like. I know Mitch Moses went nuts, but that that game, the game last year, suited him so much more. Um, yeah. With all these stoppages, I just don't see Hughes as a, as that good an option. Yeah, he may average forty five because he's in a good side, but I'd I'd be looking to upgrade him to a DCE if I could. Yeah, nice. Um, welcome, Cookie. Evening. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. What about you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Would you agree with that, with what Scotty was saying about looking to upgrade a Jerome Hughes or someone? Yes, I do. I don't think he's going to average any more than high 40s at best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with him. Like, yeah, you, I put GCE at the top of the list. And, like, I, I, I even have Mitchell Moses slightly ahead of Jerome Hughes. Like, I think he's going to average low 50s. But, yeah, I think Hughes will be a few points left to Moses. There wouldn't be any point trading Hughes out to, to Moses, though, would it? No, there wouldn't. But if you could do a Hughes or even a Moses to DC, like I think DC could average 62 to 64 on the run home from here. Yeah. All right. I like Munster, too, by the way, Tim. Yeah, that was the, the next one I was going to bring up. The season. Yeah. Like, fair dinkum, I reckon... You know, Jerome Hughes might not be a good option, but gee whiz, Munster's going to look good, which which helps Path a lot too. Yeah. So, and Cookie, you were talking about about this with Pap as being a reason for getting Pap in the the idea that when he gets back with Munster, Munster's going to yeah going to be making heaps for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I already see Pap and hours in the week after going gunning it against South Munster to Pap. It happens every time. Um, would that be a good trade, Cookie, going Jerome Hughes to Cam Munster then? 
Yeah, uh, if you Munster and DCE besides Cleary are the top tier halves. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, let's jump over to the Raiders side now. Owners that jumped on Xavier Savage the other week, Nick. What should they do? Should they cash him out, hold on to him? Because he's going to hold on to that spot for the rest of the year. Yeah, there's no CNK on the bench, not even in the reserve. So he's going to get 80 minutes each week. Um, I think if you can, if you've got a lot of cash in the bank, you can upgrade him. But I also think you can hold him for the rest of the year with the easy draw that Raiders have coming up. He could easily just be sitting in the emergencies for backup if a Winkleback gets injured. Yeah, nice. And. Uh, biggest thing in that Raiders side is Joseph Tarpanay. Now, Scoop, would you be looking to pick up Tarpanay still? I mean, he's still scoring well. If you've got a few trades, I'd be quite interested. 835k is a lot of money, though. It's, I mean, you can even get DCE for cheaper than that. So if you need a final really good mid. I'd consider him, but even even Murray's cheaper than him now. It's he's had a fantastic run, but he's ballooned so much that it makes it makes you question whether to get him despite his fantastic scoring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got especially when you start talking about it, you've got guys like Cam Murray and that that being being cheaper than him. It's it's very easy to go the other way. So he's one that if if you've got him, congratulations. It's also very much that you possibly missed the boat on Tarpanay. Now, the other one in the Raiders' side is Adam Elliott at the moment. It's it's a bit tricky with him going back to the bench because it almost looks like he's going to do that Ryan Madison sort of roll off the bench. And his scoring didn't change last round. Scotty, where do you, where do you sit with Adam Elliott at the moment? Mate, he's a keeper through and through. I wouldn't even touch him. Would you fair, buy him, fair. though? Oh, what's his price? Is he 700 Hang on, let me have I a think he's quite 700 708 Oh. Oh, $708. $708. Mate, mean, you look at his last five, like he's averaging 60, yeah. 61 Like he's, he's averaging above that price. Yeah. I, look, I would not say no to someone buying him. Yeah, absolutely. He's an absolute weapon. Glad he's coming to Newey next year. Five hundred k. What a purchase! Hey, Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so when you when you have a look at that, someone like Adam Elliott for people could be a really good pickup, and for owners, owners are so lucky. Oh. Um, anyone else in either of those two teams, um, guys that we that I've missed that we probably should have talked about? Hardy Young. Hardy, Hardy Young. Been, yes, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I really love like the Hardy Young option. I know he's seven fifty. I'd rather get in Elliot than Hudson. Um, but if you're looking for a pod, Raiders have a very easy draw. I really like Hudson Young. Playing so, he's got six, so his last four games, he's gone 60, 72, 79, 62. So he's yeah. definitely someone that 
that I, I, I could see the see people being pretty keen on getting as well. And the Raiders have a really good good run home, so I wouldn't be against anyone picking up uh, Hudson Young. Um, anyone else? Nah, I don't think so, Timmy. Sweet. All right. Well, must be last game. It is. Uh-huh. Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs. So, Bulldogs. Uh, Avarillo still is at fullback. Braden Burns comes into the centres. Uh, Max King is at prop. And Josh Jackson, Corey Waddell, the second row with Tavita Pangai Jr. at lock, although we were supposed, supposedly he was out for a long period of time. He is not. Docker Clay on the interchange. Moran, Stimson, and Fitella Mariner. Uh, no one in particular that's likely to come into the side. Although Declan Casey is named in the reserves and might come in for Braden Burns. Um, we'll talk about the doggy side first and then we'll jump over to you, to your boys, Cookie. Um, Burton's price makes him a little bit tricky. What do you, what should people do with Matt Burton? Do they still, do they do everything to get him in? Cookie? Timmy is predicted at 55 this week. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, probably. But, I mean, like, if you just want a centre, I'd probably go Ramian if you don't have Burden and save 200k to upgrade a gun elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's a, fa- I think that's a fair recommendation, Cookie. Or a bird? Bird cookie? What do you reckon, bird? Yeah, I prefer well. Ramian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Ramian, Ramian would be a good option. I, I don't think that's a bad shout-out, Scotty, either. Talking about uh, Jack Bird, um, especially if he keeps on those going with those sixties. Um, but yeah, if you've kind of if you haven't got Matt Burton at this stage, you're possibly looking at having missed the boat um, because of, because of his price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for owners, uh, he is going to do very very well. Uh, the other one in the dogs team at the moment that's getting a lot of minutes and benefiting is Max King. Now, Max King's almost turned into a bit of a, a luxury upgrade, hasn't he, uh, Scoop? Yeah, he's he's gone really quite... Yeah, he's gone quite well. Um, apart from that, or what was it? I think it was like a 40 in round 16. That was the only time where he got a few less minutes. I think a lot of people were talking about selling him in round for round 17, but I think a couple of people have moved ahead in the priority list if you're even going to make those luxury trades like a Dylan Brown or a Marnie. I think round 16 also had the Bulldogs coach sick, so I don't know whether that's his minutes were being managed slightly differently or what, but before that 41, he had 59, 56, 60, 51. I mean, you're not trading that out, so don't sell. I don't think better, better guys to do that. Yeah. Um, Scotty, the other one that I want to talk about in that dog side is Fatella Mariner. Now, on the bench, he's managing to get reasonable scores, still getting around those 40s. But if you were to upgrade Fatella Mariner, no one's going to sit here and say, don't do that, are you? No, no, absolutely. I'm actually a little bit worried for him this week. Um, 
Oh, actually, no. Sorry, I'm not worried about him because he's on south right side, not the left side. So that's fine. Well, he's on, he's on um, the interchange, so he could be anywhere. Yeah, no, nah, but he usually goes to Burton's side, so that, that's fine. I thought I was thinking he was on the right, but no, nah, he's not. Um, yeah, look, he's, he looks like he's going to get those consistent 40. He would have got a 50 two weeks ago if he didn't bomb that try, which was very yeah. annoying for his price rises. So, yeah, I think he's a solid 40 each week. So, yeah, if you if you own Fatal Mariner, it's not going to hurt you to upgrade him. Um Equally, you can also sit there and keep him and hold on to his 40s. Um, all right, Cookie. Give me the bunnies. I'm just eating chocolate. Um, <laughs> fair, fair dinkum. Surely not. You knew the bunnies were coming up. Come on, mate. I need to manage I'm a bit cooked. Oh, righto. I think we made it out for you. Oh. Do you, do you want me right. to read it? No, it's pretty stock standard, like the back. I'll line. read it for you. It's all right. Bats and um, all the origin players have been named to back up, but I reckon there's some mind games going on here. Jed Cartwright's come onto the bench, so he's going to play that um, that role where he comes on and then Arrow goes to the middle. So I'm actually thinking about, I found my cash out. I'm thinking Jed Cartwright is my cash out. Oh, yeah? That's not a bad bad option. Because some games, I reckon you'll get 50 minutes. In other games, you might just get 30. But, you know, like around that price point. And like if Murray's out and doesn't back up, Cartwright will start on the edge and get 70 to 80 minutes this week. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get him. It's 264K. Nice. Nice. All right, Cookie. Now... I probably need to put my hand up and say I'm, I, I was I was wrong about this. Um, Latrell, mm. mate, he got a good he got a really good score mm. last week. Um, it's I think now that we've seen the good score from him, I definitely wouldn't be against people picking him up. But mm. mm. put it this way, I think. He's going to still have games where he gets 70, and then there'll be games where he gets 25. Like, but overall, you're playing for the average. So, I worry yes. about him getting suspended again. Fair income, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think Latrell's a bit higher up than Ramian, to be fair. I, I don't know. Latrell just gets a bit too emotional sometimes, so he could just do something stupid. The thing that's, the thing that's in his favour is the carryover points have been wiped out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But he usually goes too far over the top anyway. and gets suspended anyway, so it doesn't even matter. You know? Yeah, I still reckon he's a good pickup. Um, speaking of good pickups, though, Cody Walker looked like a, almost like a completely different player. Oh, Jesus yeah, well Christ. Down, well down the ranks outside the top 5,000 and looking for a pub play, I wouldn't mind it. Yep. And then the big... I think he's back now. As soon as the trails come back, Cody's back. So, yeah. you know, they come as a package. Yeah. So I wouldn't pick him big... up. No. He scored two, tri- two tries on the weekend and one was a 90-metre try. Yeah. No, I just... He's doing some more play kicking there. Yeah. Hey, 
is doing some more general play kicking as well, and he seems to be getting his hands on the ball more. Yeah, he ain't going to score two tries every week, though. And he's he's got a problem with his emotional side to footy as well, so... Um, the two big ones, um, Nick, you can probably jump in here as well and help us out with these, with the two big ones in Damian Cook and Cam Murray. Now, what do you reckon, Cookie, first of all, um, are both buys this week or? Because there's strong talk that they could be rested and. I think the one that will probably definitely be rested will be Cameron Murray. I don't think they'll risk him this week with his shoulder. and um, Yeah, but the one that might back up is Damien, depending on how many minutes he gets. He might back up, I feel. I feel he's more likely to back up out of the two, but it would be on a reduced minutes. Like Cook might play 50 minutes. or But if he does, then I, that's good because he's price dropped. So you reckon, I agree with Cook, reckon yeah. wait a week to get both? Yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, um, Do you agree with that? I think uh, I don't. I think it's too late for Cook. I think he's going to average sixty-five for the rest of the year. And Harry Grant is two hundred k cheaper and can easily average sixty and probably will with Storm full squad for the rest of the year. That's my that's my dilemma, Nick. In my head, it's like three next week whether I go for Cook or do I say no I'm going to hold Marnie, get Grant and then get DCE, that's what I'm trying to weigh up Yeah, I think get Grant and DCE rather than Cook, he's just 900 yeah. pages is too much, you bring in to average yeah. 65 Yeah, I'll just say it's off topic but I am a bit worried about Reed Marnie, like he's not even averaging 50 for the year, he's not even running the ball Yeah all right. Um, the other one for you, Cookie, that's relevant for your team is Jai Arrow. I sold him, remember last oh, week? Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah, I flicked him. Timmy, I think Tuss. Tuss is a good one to talk about. Yeah. I just think he's got a really awkward price, Scotty. Yeah, but he's on that left side. Mm. I, I don't mind him, mate. He's going to stay in the... He's going to be there for the rest of the year if he stays there. Mm. So he's 389k. That's uh, it's just that's where I'm looking at. It's just really awkward little price. I know he got the 46, 46 last yeah, round, and he could easily get fifties. Um, like that's not impossible. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'll just add Cheekham got injured again on the weekend, a broken finger oh, or something. Who cares? He sucks. Between him, saying, between him and Bradley Best. Grow up, Cookie. It was between him and Jed Cartwright who was going to stay in the team. Now Cartwright, <laughs> if he stays fit, will stay in the team. Um, he sucks. Arrow wants him to play. Uh, JD wants Arrow to play middle. So Who's who's injured more, Bradman Best or Michael Cheekham? Uh, Bradman Best. <laughs> Fair sucks, but he did play well last week. Yeah, okay. Mm. To be fair, Timmy, just just quick note. I think this is a bit of a danger game for Karazi here. Um, I know a lot of people have got Karaz against that left side of Souths. As much as I hate to say it, but that left side of Souths is pretty good. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Karaz this week. He might miss a fair few tackles. <laughs> so does that 
does that mean you look to try and upgrade him, or do you just not play, try and avoid playing him in year 17? Yeah, I'd try and avoid playing him, but there's that much carnage. You might have to play him this week, so um, unless you downgrade him, I think it's the so, option. So if you can avoid playing Karaz in year 17, would you hold him? He's got a low break-even. I think his break-even's 20 or so. Um, but then, oh, that just that left edge of, of South is very good. I just don't like it at all. Um, I could see Alex Johnston getting another hat-trick, as much yeah. as I hate to say it, but I could see that happening. So, um, yeah, look, I'd, I'd be looking to downgrade him. I should have probably downgraded him last week for someone. So, um, but yeah, yep. maybe this week downgrade him to someone. Yep, fair. All right. Um, Cookie, I know you've jumped in quite late and you had a bit to say about uh, Reed Marnie. Um, definitely someone we have already covered, so make sure yeah. you go back and listen to the pod. Um, any, anyone else that, you, uh, that you're thinking of that we might not, that you think we might not have covered? Nah. No. No. Uh, anyone else got anything they want to add? Go Newcastle. Go Newcastle, yeah. I feel like... Captain feel this like... week. Who do you reckon? Captain? Cook backing up DCE or IPAP versus I'm Warriors? Mate, I'm... DCE Ooh, interesting. for me. DCE for I, me. I think, I think DCE is, is nearly a... If you don't own DCE, I think he's really an absolute must-buy this week. Um, yeah, I'm getting him in. I'm not sure for who, though. Got three Scotty, players who could swap. So Scotty mentioned it last time when New South Wales beat Queensland and he was backing up. He got 120. Um, he got absolutely roasted in the media. It's not... It's every possibility of that happening here. And even if Queensland win, he's going to be on such a high that everyone's going to cop... Whoever he's up against, is it's going to absolutely cop it. Um, there so you go, Timmy. Think... Do you want to know his exact score? He got 119 after game three last, last time. 119. And 122 in round 14 last year. So massive. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd be looking at... Yeah. Cherry Evans is, as this being your the, the week to get him in, uh, a bit like two weeks ago, Cook. It was the week to get Cook in, and captaining Cherry Evans this week, get him in and captain him. Um, outside of Cherry Evans, I don't think there'd be any issue with captaining Papa Lee this week. Um, yeah, I think. I- I think I'm just going to put it on high and show him. See, I'm not sure that. Caught, um, Cookie Scotty talked about Hines coming back from COVID. So just that that idea that you're just a little bit down. Um, maybe I'll have to stay up. Like, if he's going to back up, maybe I'll just get DCE. Yeah. The one that I'm, I know. I'd probably be looking at going to... I'm trying to get DCE into my team anyway, so if I can't get DCE in, I'll probably go with uh, Reese Robson. Might be one that I do 
just because I think he'll make a lot of tackles this week. So. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tonight. Thanks, Paulie. I know he had to duck out earlier. Uh, thanks, Cookie, Scotty, Nick, and Scoop. Um, go Queensland. Should be a cracker. All right. Have a great one, guys. And the Q&A pod will be on Thursday night. Thank you. Night.